Good morning, fellow in Christ. Today, reading scriptures came from Mark chapter 12, verse 41 to 44. The widow's offering. Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amount, but a poor widow came and put into very small copper coins worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all give out of their wealth, but see, out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. Thank you, Ernie. I've asked Jason Metters, the chairman of our consecration uh, Sunday team, to say a few words and introduce Mark. So, Thank you. It's exciting to see everyone here this morning. Take just a moment and look to your right and look to your left, and I'd be willing to bet that you're seeing some people that you don't typically see on a Sunday morning. Because when we have two services, uh, if you're like me, uh, we do one thing during the first service and then our family attends a second, but perhaps you attend the first typically and you're doing something else during the second. And so uh, it's nice to be able to see the whole church body uh, together <clears throat> at one time. Uh, and that's, that's very exciting. Uh, I have the opportunity uh, to uh, present to you uh, Reverend Mark Britton. Uh, he serves as a pastor at Calvary United Methodist Church, just not this Calvary United Methodist Church. Uh, if you're familiar, there's one down in Kindred uh, where he serves as pastor. Uh, he and I have spent a little bit of time together preparing for Consecration Sunday. And uh, I know that his sermon's going to be okay because when we met as a group, uh, he had a short time uh, to, uh, to offer a few words to us together, and he started with a joke, and it was a good one. And we all know that all good sermons start with a good joke, and so he's one for one so far. Uh, so we'll see if today he follows through uh, with a few more uh, anecdotes. So uh, please join me in welcoming uh, Reverend Mark Britton this morning. Nope. Well, good morning. So as you've been told, I am the Reverend Mark Britton. I'm an ordained elder in the uh, Dakotas Conference of the United Methodist Church, and I'm the pastor of the Kindred Calvary in Walcott Zion United Methodist Parish. Um, I'm also excited to tell you that uh, about two weeks ago, I was down in uh, Georgia at the first ever Global Legislative Assembly of the Wesleyan Covenant Association. I was the clergy delegate for uh, the Dakotas. Amen. And so it was a great privilege to be down there. Uh, there were 170 of us uh, voting on and, and talking about legislation uh, for that uh, particular group. Anyway, before I was a pastor, and I've been a pastor for 14 years now, uh, serving throughout the, the state of North Dakota and uh, seven years down in South Dakota, uh, I was in the United States Air Force, and I was there for 23 years, and I was a security policeman and a first sergeant. And so I, I loved my time in the service, I loved my time uh, in the ministry, and I just see God doing great things 
uh, everywhere I look. So praise God for that. Now, one day, as the pastor was about to enter into the sanctuary for Sunday service, he noticed that there was this young boy, and he was standing in the hallway intently looking at a plaque that was hanging on the wall. And the pastor walked up and placed his hand gently on the child's shoulder. Without even looking at the pastor, the boy asked him, Pastor, what are all these names on this plaque? Well, the pastor, who had served his country in the military himself, proudly told the young man why these are the names of all the men and women who died in the service. Well, the boy quickly looked at the pastor and and exclaimed, which one, the 9 o'clock or the 10.30 service? (laughs) Well, it's my hope that nobody dies because of my message today, but I'm going to talk to you about something that is very important in the life of any church, worshiping God through our giving. And before you, uh, I do that, I'd like to tell you something more about myself. Now, when I was a boy, I lived in abject poverty. We lived for a while in the projects of St. Paul, Minnesota, and I got to tell you, we were poor. One of the first things I remember about the goodness of the church people was at Christmas of my sixth grade year. Now, my mom and her six children, of which my twin brother and I were the eldest, were on our own after my mom left my abusive father. And mom was really stressing out about the holidays. She didn't make enough money in order to buy both gifts and a nice meal for us, and she just didn't know what she was going to do. Well, one day, there was a knock at the door, and when she opened it, there stood some people from a local church who had heard about our need. And they had collected everything that we would need to have a nice holiday meal. And I never felt so good about the church as I did that day. And it made a lasting impression on my life in the way that I look at giving. Now our gospel message for today held an important message for us as the members of the body of Christ. It's about a poor widow woman who only has two small copper coins to live on. And in a tremendous act of faith, she gives those two coins to the church as a donation. Now Jesus saw her. He knew exactly what she had just done, and he decided that he was going to use it as a teaching moment for his disciples. And he said to them, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the treasury. For all of them have contributed out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. So this Sunday is New Consecration Sunday here at Calvary. It is the time when I want you to be able to see giving for what it really is. You see, giving isn't some sort of tax imposed on the people by the church. Rather, it's an act of worship to God. Thanking God for all that he has given each one of us, knowing that all that we have 
was his in the first place. So let me share a story with you about the benefits of giving cheerfully as an act of worship. And this story is called The Girl and the Penny for Missions. And the seed growing secretly can be best communicated by the following true story. Now there was a little girl who loved the Lord very much and she longed to share the message of Christ to those in the mission field. And she contributed a penny to a missionary to help in the work of evangelizing the people of Burma. The missionary was so touched by the little girl's response that he decided to do the most he could with that little penny. And so after careful thought, he bought a simple gospel tract and then he personally gave it to a young chieftain. Now, the chieftain would not admit that he couldn't read. Yet he burned with a desire to know exactly what the contents of the leaflet were. And so he traveled 250 miles in order to find someone who would read the gospel tract to him. And after hearing the gospel message, it was not long after that, this young chief made a profession of faith in Jesus Christ. Returning to his people, he told them exactly what it was that the Lord had done for him. Later, he invited missionaries to come and share Jesus with the village. And many tribesmen accepted the good news and were converted. All this and probably more resulted from one dedicated penny given in Christ's name by a little girl who gave from her heart. You see, this little girl saw the giving of just one penny as an act of worship. And because of her faith, God was able to do marvelous things. My brothers and sisters, we have the same opportunity here at Calvary. And all we need to do is to have a little faith and to praise God for everything that he has supplied to us. Now, when I was in the Air Force, I was well below the poverty line for many years. My monthly pay was about $600. My wife, Joni, was a stay-at-home mom who, who took care of the three children that we had at that particular time. We ended up with four children. And we barely made it month to month. And it wasn't because we weren't, we weren't wise with our money. It was because we had so little of it to go around. And so we scrimped a lot, and we found bargains, and we ate ramen noodles and macaroni and cheese, tuna and pea casserole. And sometimes we were actually able to splurge a little bit, trying to live the good life by substituting ground beef for the tuna. And we survived and never went hungry. Now, the trouble was that I was embarrassed that I wasn't able to tithe when I went to church. I actually wasn't able to give very much at all. And sometimes all I could place into the offering plate was $1. And many times I had nothing to give. And I was embarrassed. And so eventually we just stopped going to church at all. And that was the wrong thing for us to do. Because God knew the difficulty that we were having. He understand, 
uh, understood that we are unable to give the 10% that he tells us we should give in the Bible. And sometimes that simple dollar was enough for what he was doing in that church. But I didn't know it. Now, as I advanced in rank, I finally made enough that I could give more. And I started taking my family to church again. And now I am able to give more than 10% as a way to thank God for never giving up on us, never leaving our sides, and as an act of worship for him. Now, it's true, there are many other ways that we thank God besides just giving money. We give of our time and talents. We might sing in the choir or praise group. We might handle the money for the church and make sure that the church's bills are paid. We might teach Sunday school or help in the kitchen or do any of a number of other things to show our love for God and let him know exactly how much we adore him. But he asks us to tithe a word that means one-tenth. And he wants us to get to a point where we can give at least 10% of what we make back to him so that the church can begin doing works of mercy in his name. Now, Calvary Church is where you have decided to come to hear the gospel preached, to hear it taught in truth. There are many other churches in the area who are teaching ideologies that go directly against the Holy Scriptures. But you see, that is not the case here at Calvary. You come here because you know that this is how a church should be. And now as an act of worship to the Lord God Almighty, I want you to realize that giving is truly an act of adoration, faith, and love of God. Now, in Exodus 25, verses 1 and 2, we are told this. The Lord said to Moses, Tell the Israelites to take for me an offering. From all whose hearts prompt them to give, you shall receive the offering for me. What is God prompting you to give? How can you change your viewpoint on giving to God from one of obligation to one of worship and thankfulness. You see, God deserves our praise in everything that we do. And with your faithful act of worship, Calvary can lead the way in this community in seeking and helping the least and the lost. It can show the community what it truly means to be a church that worships God in every single way. And so may God bless Calvary. May God bless each one of you. And may he be held up in Fargo and in the surrounding areas for the entire world to see and come to know. I pray all of these things in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus, 
who is the Christ. Amen.